Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. Rick Mulready here. Hope this finds you well, whatever you're up to today. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with me. Really appreciate it. This is episode number 128, and we just wrapped up the launch of my brand new program called the FB Ad Manager. And this launch blew away my expectations on every front. So today on the podcast, I thought I'd share with you the lessons that I learned during the launch, specifically around our Facebook ad campaigns. They did amazingly well. And I want to share with you what we did to make them perform so well. I also want to share with you just a few general things that we did this time that was new in our launch that I felt made a huge difference in the overall success. I'm going to kind of break down you know, what we did in the Facebook ads and then take you through some of those things. But I first kind of want to just, I guess, get a little personal with you and share a little bit of behind the scenes of what happened with me personally during the launch. So we had webinars over two on Wednesday and one on a Thursday. Once those webinars finished up, the enrollment was open until the following Tuesday. And on Sunday, my wife and I got some news. We, there was a family emergency. We chose to fly up to Northern California to attend to this family emergency. And it was really rough. And I got very introspective because I flew up overnight and then my wife stayed up in Northern California. I flew back on Tuesday afternoon. And again, enrollment was closing on Tuesday night. But while I was up there, I was really introspective on everything that was going on. Of course, we're in the middle of a launch and everything. And I just got thinking, you know, from the launch perspective in this brand new program, I really got some clarity in kind of purpose, you know, because it's something that I think about a lot, you know, the purpose of what I'm doing. 
And it really became clear. And I've talked to a few of my close friends about this ever, you know, since I've had this sort of, I don't want to call it an epiphany, but it's kind of what happened. I just got really clarity around the purpose of this new program. And it just became super, I don't know, it just became super clear for me. And it really pumped me up in that, you know, with my programs and everything that I'm doing here, my goal is to be helping you grow your business and live a better life. I mean, more freedom in your life. And I know that sounds very cliche, but really that's what this is about, what I'm doing here. But with this new program, the FB Ad Manager, where I'm teaching you how to create a Facebook ads business. So not only am I teaching you Facebook ads, but I'm also teaching you how to create a business for yourself where you're helping other business owners also grow their business and live a better life themselves. And so that became really clear in my head about what the purpose of this program was. And it became really, really, it was really, really cool for me so that, you know, not only am I helping you grow your own business and live a better life yourself, but you're also then in turn helping other businesses do the same. So that became really cool for me. And, you know, I kind of repeating myself with that. But anyway, I just wanted to kind of share that sort of clarity that I gained during this launch and going through some harder times on the family side. Anyway, let's jump into the Facebook ads and what really worked well for us. So the first thing, I'm going to kind of take you through sort of you know setting stuff up and then why we did some things that we did and what gave us some good results and why and so forth. So the first thing that we did out of the gates, and I talk about this a lot on the podcast here is, you know, you got to do the groundwork. You got to do the, you know, what's the game plan going to be? What's the strategy going to be? And so I had identified three audience avatars that I felt like this training was going to be for. And when I say the training, I'm talking about the webinar trainings really that I was doing, but also for this program as well. And so those three avatars that I had identified are people who want to start a Facebook ads business, but didn't know Facebook ads. So they needed to learn Facebook ads first in order to create that business. The second avatar that we had was people who knew Facebook ads and wanted to start a business, but had not yet started a business managing Facebook ads. And then that third bucket was people who already had a Facebook ads business and now wanted to grow and scale that business. So what we did once we had really, you know, clarity around those three audience avatars, if you will, we then created ad copy and images that spoke directly to those audiences. You know, and this sounds very basic, but you know, I think that the fact that we I really identified the three audience avatars so clearly this time around was a huge benefit for us. So then what that allowed us to do is speak directly to them. So we created ad copy and images that spoke directly to those audiences. And certainly that image that we created or the images, I should say, that we created, you know, they reflected the theme of the ad messaging. So it was a very cohesive message where we were speaking to directly to each of those avatars. And then we tested each one. So with our targeting, which I'm going to talk about here in a second, we tested each of those different messaging to those target audiences to see what worked the best. Okay. So that was the first thing is we identified those three audience avatars. So I would encourage you in any of the campaigns that you're running, whether it's for your own business or for other businesses that you might be working with, you've got to have a clear understanding 
of who your target audience is. And you might not have three different avatars, but maybe you do. You know, maybe you might have five different avatars. I don't know. But just be really clear on who that audience is so that you can speak directly to that audience with your ad. So that you can create an ad that speaks directly to them. Okay. The next thing that we changed around this time, or not really changed around, but that we made a real a concerted effort to get to was the audience size. And so because Facebook's algorithm has gotten so good, and I'm going to talk about that here in a second with the placements, that we have sort of, we've increased the audience size that our ideal audience size. And right now I'm saying between 500,000 and 2 million-ish. And I say 2 million because it might be like 2.1, 2.2 or something like that. And so the reason for that is the larger the audience size, that's not too crazy, like you know six or seven or 8 million, the larger the audience size in that, say, 500K to 2 million range, that is giving Facebook's algorithm more data, a larger audience size to work from. You're giving Facebook more data to pull from. Okay. So we really made an effort to try to get our audience sizes to that range, somewhere between the 500,000 and 2 million. And the difference that, or the thing that we did differently this time in order to do that is we grouped together some interests in order to get that audience size within that range. And that's something that we've not necessarily done in the past. Generally, we've started off when we are starting to test our ads, we put one interest per ad set. Okay. And so we changed that around a little bit this time because of that audience size and the algorithm doing so well that we wanted to group together a few interests. Very, when I say grouped interests, like they're very, very similar to each other. And so that allowed us to get those audience sizes to that. Now, when we're talking about warm traffic, you know, whether it's an email list or website visitors or whatever, the audience size wasn't that large. This is more for cold traffic, okay, which I'll talk more about here in just a second as well. So that was the other thing. So we looked for and tried to get the cold ad sets targeting a larger audience size. The next thing that we did, again, to take advantage of how smart the Facebook algorithm has gotten is we use the all placements option, okay? And this too is something different than we've done in the past. We wanted to test it out this time around to see what kind of results that we would get from it, okay? So we did use the all placements option, which as you know, in Power Editor, when you're setting up your ads, Facebook calls that the recommended option. So we did all placements except where we also ran video ads. And so if the video ad was longer than 60 seconds, then we had to remove Instagram from that placement because you have that 60 seconds length limit on Instagram. Okay. So we use the all placements this time. And again, the reason that we did that is because we wanted to test it out. Facebook's algorithm has gotten so smart that it's basically what it's doing is it's finding you conversions when people happen to be on those areas of Facebook or when they're on Instagram. Okay. So when you have all placements like that, that you let the algorithm do the work for you. It's finding those conversions for you. Okay. And so that worked really well for us. I'm going to share more how we leverage those all placements here in just a second when I talk about how we scaled our campaigns and then how we set up the campaigns, what we did this time around. And this isn't really actually very different, but we separated cold and warm traffic audiences into separate campaigns. So we had one campaign that was for cold audiences, one campaign that was for warm audiences. And what we did this time around is we started the warm audiences about a day or so in advance 
before that we started the cold traffic. And we did that so that we could begin building engagement and get that higher relevance score out of the gates for the ads that we were beginning to test. Okay. So the reason that we did that is this would help when we started those cold audiences because those ads were already starting to get engagement and the higher relevance score due to the fact that we started out of the gates targeting warm traffic. Okay. By the way, we started our ads nine days in advance of the first webinar training. Okay. And the reason for that is, and I've talked about this in the past, I forget which episode right now. I should have looked that up before I started recording, but we did that so that, all right, nine days out, we give it, you know, the first three days or so are just for testing. We're starting our ads and we want to see what ads are performing the best, what ad sets, what targeting and so forth. And then we start to scale from there. Then we heavy up on the budget. Our highest budget spend is in that previous three days or so prior to the webinar. So nine days out, we started. When we started there, the first few days were testing. Then we gradually start to scale and optimize at that point. And then our heaviest budget is the few days leading up to the webinar. And the reason for that is because, you know, if the closer to your live training event, your webinar, that somebody registers, the more likely they are to show up. And I'm going to talk about show up rates here in just a second as well. All right. So scaling. So after those first three days, that's when we started to optimize optimize our ads, meaning, and this is something that came up during this launch where I take for granted, I'm so close to it. I've been doing this for so long that I throw around words like optimize. And I just assume that everyone knows what that means, but people were calling me out and they're like, Hey, wait, what are you talking about? What does this mean? When I say optimize, essentially what we're doing here is we're looking at our Facebook ad stats to make decisions on, you know, we're cutting the losers and we're adding budget or scaling the winners. So we're making the changes based on the data that we're seeing. That's what I mean by when I say optimize. So after those first three days, that's when we started scaling our ads. And we did that. The first thing that we did was, so we stopped the losers, if you will. So the ones that had the cost per lead that were way out of what we were looking to be in. And then we added incremental budget to the winning ad sets. And when I say incremental budget, no more than say 25% or so of the daily budget. So for example, if you're running an ad set with that has a $10 a day budget, then you would increase it to say $12.50 or $13. Okay. And then once you do that, by the way, this is a big mistake that people make is that once you add budget, your three day clock, if you will, starts over again, because now you have to get, you've added budget to the ad set. So you're giving the Facebook algorithm new data basically to work with. So you now have to give more time, an extra three days now for Facebook's algorithm to kind of catch up. And so that you can check the results of what the budget increase did after those three days. And as you can see here, here, you know, you're in a really when you're doing a launch like this, like I'm like I'm describing, you don't have it's not an evergreen thing where it's going on and on and on and on. This is over a you know a real truncated period of time, like nine days. So you really have to stay on this and make sure that you're optimizing, you know, on the fly and doing those right things during those nine days. The next thing that we did as far as scaling goes. We use the breakdown, okay? So in Ads Manager, there you can look at the reporting and you can you know, customize columns and stuff like that. 
the next drop down next over to the right of it is the breakdown. So that's where you can look at, you know, age and gender placement and so forth. So because we were using the all placements placement <laughs> for our setup, I wanted to see where the results were coming from. So like where the results coming from mobile newsfeed, desktop newsfeed, whatever it was. Okay. So we use the breakdown, the placement breakdown reporting to see which placements were performing the best. Once we got that information and we got that data, then we started duplicating the winning ad sets into a new campaign. Okay. So let's just say I'm targeting, I always pick on Amy Porterfield. So let's just say I'm targeting Amy Porterfield with my ads, all placements. I look at the placement breakdown and I see that mobile newsfeed and desktop newsfeed are just crushing it for me, but I'm getting no other love from Instagram and stories and so forth or instant articles, I should say. So now I know, okay, cool. My placement is working really well in the mobile newsfeed and the desktop newsfeed. So what I would do at that point is I would duplicate that ad set. So the targeting for Amy Porterfield, duplicate that into a new campaign that I would just kind of call scaling at that point. But I would only, the placement would only be the mobile newsfeed and the desktop newsfeed. Okay. And I'm also leaving that one ad set that was running that where I was getting good results. I'm leaving that running and then just duplicating it into a new campaign with the placements that were performing the best. Okay. So now I'm starting to scale. Now I'm getting Facebook sees that as a brand new ad. And now I'm able to sort of double down, if you will, on that ad set, on that targeting. Okay. But I'm focusing on the placements that were working the best. Okay. And then when I also duplicated that, I also increased the budget. So you don't have to, when you're duplicating, like, you know, it's, you're creating a new ad set into a new campaign. I can put whatever budget I want on that. So I put a much higher budget than what I had started off with. And so that's how we started to scale. And so we incrementally added budget and then we started duplicating those winning ad sets, if you will, into a new campaign with the placements that were getting the results. Now, what I might do differently if this were, say, like an evergreen campaign, meaning like we're just running this, you know, not having to do it within a nine day time period, what I might do is after those three or four days and we're starting to look at the data, look and start to optimize there. If this were going to go on and on and on, I would probably just duplicate that into a new campaign, focus on the placements that are performing, just the placements that are performing the best, and then stop the original one. So you leverage the all placements to test out which placements are doing well. Use Facebook's reporting to make educated decisions on where we want to focus our placements. Okay. But I left the original one running because we were trying to scale up as quickly as we could without ruining our results because we only had a shortened time period. Okay. So that was how we scaled our ads. Then once the webinars finished, we immediately shifted our ad strategy into retargeting. So we really went into, okay, about the program. And I'm going to talk about messenger ads here in just a second. So the webinar ads stopped and then we immediately went into retargeting because you know the webinars were over and now it's that open enrollment period for the next few days. And so we wanted to leverage retargeting to show ads to people who registered for the webinars but had not yet enrolled in the program. Okay. And once we actually hit the webinars, we didn't want to turn off the ads because they were performing so well and costs were dropping at that point. So nine days into 
our campaign, we were seeing our costs start to drop at that point. And they were already very good. Costs were dropping because the Facebook algorithm was learning based on the pixel where we were tracking conversions on the webinar thank you page. Okay. So the longer that your ads are running, you know, you're getting decent results. You're happy with that. The longer that they're running, Facebook's algorithm is always learning, always learning, always learning. And so that's why we often see our costs start to drop after a while because you're giving the algorithm so much data. It's learning what type of people are converting within the target audiences that you're targeting. And so it's going to find you more people like that. That's the beauty of Facebook's algorithm. The more data that you can give it, the better it's going to get you the results. And so we didn't want to shut the ads off at that point, but the promotion for the webinars anyway were over. So we shifted into retargeting. Now, once those webinars were finished, and we started in the retargeting, we tested messenger ads for the first time. And I was really excited about testing this because this was a perfect opportunity to test messenger ads. Now, when I say messenger ads, we tested messenger ads as a destination, not as a placement. And so what I mean by that is these were ads that they look just like regular ads. And I'm going to put screenshots of the ads that we ran over on the show notes page for today's episode. So rickmulready.com forward slash 128. You can check out the ads that we ran, including the messenger ad. And so... What happened here is, is that you know the ad shows up in the newsfeed and then people can click on that ad and it pops up their Facebook Messenger and so they can start messaging with my team and me. And so well there the, I mean it starts messaging my Facebook account so it shows up in messages and we can have a conversation. And so what we did here it was a very very simple ad all of the text you know the ad copy on this all I said was, considering joining the FB ad manager before enrollment closes, click below to instantly connect with my team to ask any questions that you might have. We're happy to help. And then in the headline, I said, questions about the FB ad manager, chat with us. And then there's a message button right there on the ad. And we had a cool image done up for that. Again, I'll have screenshots for you over on the show notes page. But I was so pleasantly surprised at how well messenger ads worked for this. And the reason that, you know, in this type of example here, we you know with a launch where we have this sort of enrollment period that the messenger ads work so well is because people can connect instantly with us. So my team and me and ask questions. And we spent $105 total on messenger ads and we could directly attribute over $9,000 in sales due to the messenger ads. So we spent 105 on messenger ads and then we could directly attribute over 9,000 in sales due to them. I will take that all day long. They were super, super cool. And not only that, not only for the sales, that we got to talk to people directly and hear what their thoughts were and their objections were and sort of where they were coming from. Okay. And it worked so, so well. I was super happy with it. The objective that we use for the messenger ads is traffic. And then we also use ManyChat, ManyChat.com. And the reason that we did that is because it allows you to automate a response in Messenger. So when somebody clicks that message button and starts chatting with you, you can automate a response that says something about, cool, you know, leave your question here. We'll get right back to you or something like that. And then ManyChat also allows you to really automate the whole thing. It's got, it's a bot essentially. We didn't use that feature this time around. And I will say that the first, say 24, 
hours or so using ManyChat, it was a little bit wonky. We had to kind of figure some things out. But once we did, we really simplified it down and Messenger ads really, really worked well for us. So we're going to continue to do that. Now, in addition to the Messenger ads, we also, as I mentioned, we retargeted. Oh, by the way, for the Messenger ads... Our target audience was people who registered for the webinar, but had not yet enrolled in the FB ad manager. So people who registered for the webinar, but had not yet enrolled. And then in addition to the messenger ads, we targeted those same people again, people who registered for the webinars, but had not yet enrolled with a reminder ad, letting them know that enrollment is closing soon. And that linked directly to the sales page. Okay. All right. So now I want to talk to you about another huge factor that I think had the biggest effect on the overall launch. And what we did this time is with the segmenting with the three audiences that I mentioned before and how we spoke directly to them in our Facebook ads. Well, we also segmented those people on the registration page. So when somebody came to the webinar registration page and they clicked the register now button, that triggered a pop-up box right there. It looks like a lead page. It was a lead page template, basically. And it popped up a box that said step one, and it asked them which option best describes them. So we listed out those three different avatars there with little radial buttons that they could select. So again, I'll have a screenshot for you over on the show notes page of what this looked like. But basically, it was the three different avatars and we asked them to select which one that you know most closely aligns with their situation, okay? And then once they selected their option, another box appeared that asked them for their first name and their email. And then I did three live trainings over two days. So I listed out the trainings and they selected which training they wanted to be registered for. Now, on the thank you page of the webinar registration, we actually had three thank you pages, one for each of those audience buckets. So depending on which one they selected, it sent them to a specific thank you page with a video on it from me where I was speaking directly to them based on what they selected. I think this had a huge effect on the show up rates for the webinar. We had the highest show up rates in a long, long time, probably about a year and a half or so for the webinars. We had about a 37% show up, 36, 37% show up rate. Okay. We're really happy with that. I was very, very happy with that. And so what do I attribute to that? Well, I attribute this segmentation, but I also had some great, if I do say so myself, some great lead up emails that contained content, really helpful content for people that was relevant to them. And then also, you know, I was introducing myself for that cold traffic who were coming in. And so really, really happy with our show up rates. By the way, how we did the segmentation on the registration page, we use SurveyFunnel. So that's Jack Bourne's software, surveyfunnel.io. And Jack Bourne was a guest back on episode number 113. So rickmulready.com forward slash 113. Definitely check that episode out. Jack is an awesome, awesome guy. And so then once they were segmented, we uniquely spoke to each bucket of people based on how they identified themselves. So in addition to that customized, if you will, thank you page, and you might be thinking, well, Rick, this is a whole lot of work. I mean, those thank you page videos, for example, were like, I think like two minutes long each. 
And, you know, there's only three buckets. So that was really, really fast to do. Now, don't get me wrong. This was a lot of work to set all of this up. But I mean, with the results of what we were able to do here with this brand new program, like this was all really, really worth it. So, you know, again, once we segmented those people, we uniquely spoke to each bucket based on how they identified themselves right through the email follow-up series to the end of open enrollment. So we were speaking in the email follow-ups. Each of those buckets were receiving a specific email directly for however they identified themselves. Okay. And also, we're talking about the show up rates. These were the most engaged webinars that I've ever had. So we collected, we used GoToWebinar for our live webinars, and we collected all of the questions that people were asking. We had 27 Google Doc pages worth of questions from people. I mean, it was amazing. Like people were super, super engaged. And I love that. I love all the questions that we got. And I really attribute that to the segmenting that we did, to the topic that we were covering there, and frankly, the quality of the webinar training. It was a really, really good webinar, if I do say so myself. And also, because these were such great questions, I then used these questions to create a brand new additional bonus for the FB Ad Manager program. This was something that I wasn't planning on doing, but they were such great questions, I decided to create a bonus out of these questions. And so with the segmenting, just sort of a final note here on the segmenting and to kind of wrap things up here, you know, something that because it was so successful, I mean, look, the whole segmenting thing, we talked with Andre Chaperone earlier on the podcast here, look him up on the podcast because we talk about, you know, segmenting and speaking directly to these audiences. I think what a big lesson here for us is that with this segmenting that we're able to do something I'm considering for next time that I do a launch like this is scheduling webinars based on the specific audience segments. Meaning if someone identifies themselves as, I want to start a Facebook ads business, but I need to learn Facebook ads first, then there would be a specific webinar for those people. You know, It's a lot of work because now you're creating three different webinars. But again, the more that you can speak directly to your target audience, the better everything is going to be, you know, your results, the help that you can give them there, you know, just they're learning all this stuff. I think that's what we're thinking about for next time and how best to do that. So that is a behind the scenes look at our recent launch. By the way, I will share with you that our earnings per lead was $100, $100 earnings per lead. And I will take that all day long. And I really, really, really do what is to say really three times, I really do attribute the success of this to this segmenting and speaking directly to these different audiences. And so just a quick recap here, we identified those three audiences and then we created the ad copy and the images that spoke directly to those audiences and then tested each one. We increased the audience size that we were trying to reach, which we're going to start doing absolutely going forward in that 500K to 2 million range as the ideal audience size if you can get in there 2 million ish now if you're lower than that totally fine you know for local businesses or just for smaller audiences or warm traffic you oftentimes not going to be able to get into that range but ideal audience size from a cold traffic perspective that's what we were trying to do we tested out the all placements to let facebook's algorithm do its thing and get us the results we separated the cold and warm traffic audiences into separate 
campaigns. We started the warm traffic audiences first in advance, and then we started the cold traffic to start to build that engagement and the higher relevance score. We got into scaling, adding budget incrementally, in addition to duplicating those winning ad sets into a new campaign, but only with the placements that were getting the best results. And we use the placement breakdown reporting to see that. Then we shifted into retargeting and we did the Facebook messenger ads that worked really, really well. And then we also had the regular quote unquote retargeting ads where we were reminding people about the offer. Then we segmented people on the webinar registration page. We asked them to choose, which did, which was extremely good. We used surveyfunnel.io for that. Our show up rates were great. We had crazy great engagement webinars. We created a brand new bonus sort of on the fly from all these great questions. And I really attribute all of this, a big, big part of the success of this to the segmenting that we did. So that, my friends, is a behind the scenes look at our most recent launch. I hope this is helpful for you. I'm going to put the screenshots, as I mentioned, of all of our ads, as well as how we segmented on that landing page for you over on the show notes page. So if you'd like to check those out, just go over to rickmulready.com forward slash 128, 128. And before we go, if you're liking the podcast here and you've not yet left a quick, honest rating and review for the show, over on iTunes. Please show your support by taking a second to do that. It's a huge help. Only takes like 30 seconds to do it. So just go to iTunes, type in the art of paid traffic, click on ratings and reviews, and you can leave your honest rating and review right there. Really appreciate you doing that in advance. And thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I've got a lot of great episodes coming your way in the upcoming weeks. So until then, my friends, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link, and you can go download it right now for free.